0: to Pure Gold, an honest, no-nonsense take on what it means to live daily with sexual integrity, offering practical tips and suggestions on how to strengthen your character, deepen your transparency, and grow in truth through the power of Jesus Christ. Hey guys, welcome to this bonus content from Pure Gold. My name is Frank Honus, and I want to welcome you uh, to a special special episode, I guess you could say, some special content that we release on the Anchor channel here on Pure Gold. Uh, really excited to share a, a special message actually with you guys um, that I recently, um, uh, recently preached at a discovered church in Georgetown, Delaware, which is actually my my wife and I and our family, that's our home church here in Delaware that we go to and was super excited to be invited and to share this message. Uh we've been in a series at our church called How to Live Through a Bad Day um and actually a series leading up to Easter. Uh, which which will be what wow, we're two, awake, two weeks away right now. It's pretty crazy. Um, but I was invited to share this message on uh, how do you handle life's toughest questions. And so I thought it was just appropriate that um, you know, that I share on this uh, on anchor and, and on the podcast uh, because you know we can have some really tough questions, can't we in life? And certainly in, in recovery, uh, through you know, recovery from addiction, you know there can be some really really tough questions you know how long will it take for me to stop looking at porn how long will it take for me to to get healthier you know when when will i get better you know why why did this have to be me i know one of the greatest questions i asked uh, in my early on in early recovery days was why did this have to be my struggle <laughs> and why couldn't it have been something else and you know or whatever why did i have to deal with this in life but you know we as we as recovering um recovering sex addicts and recovering you know porn addicts and you know whatever your addiction really is, we have questions we have we have tough questions that we ask, and so this message was entitled "Why God?" Why God?" question mark: Learning to trust God with life's toughest questions so You know, just sharing this message with you guys this week on Pure Gold, uh, certainly in in addition to episode 12 we released earlier this week uh, on renewing hope for your recovery. If you haven't listened to that, I hope you go back to listen as well to that that podcast. So I hope you enjoy that. But anyway, enjoy this content um, from Pure Gold um, called Why God? Learning to Trust Him with Life's Toughest Questions. And of course, make sure you check out our website for lots of additional resources and content and, and, resor- and materials from uh, Purity for Life. Um, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Enjoy this bonus content. Good morning. Who's alive out there? All right. Cool. Like five people. No, I'm just kidding. Lots of people. We're all alive. Amen. We've all got blood running through our veins. It's a beautiful day. We have caffeine, hopefully, running through our veins. If I have to stop preaching and run to the bathroom, it's because this is like my third bottle of water. So um, I have something that I just can't, it's like, don't drink peppermint mochas before you go preach. So I'll never do that again. Um, So I may have to, like, make an emergency pit stop, all right? So um, it's good to see everybody. Uh, Welcome. Good morning. It is a beautiful day, isn't it? We've had a beautiful weekend, and uh, God is just good. Um, can we appreciate and just thank our worship team together? You get an awesome job. Thank you, worship team. Great job this morning. Um, just really, it, it's, it's fun to be able to, when you're a part of the worship worship team, worship ministry, it's fun to just be able to, to kick back, and you're involved in that kind of way, and just be able to just relax and receive, right? You know. So we appreciate Scott and Hannah and all you guys. Thank you guys so much. Um, we are excited that we're getting ready to celebrate what I consider to be the greatest day of the year, amen, that's coming up in a couple Sundays, right, Easter Sunday. So if you'll just grab real quick, just a quick reminder, your worship guide, um, we just want to encourage you guys to, there's a couple cards that were put in there, okay, a couple invite cards to our uh, to our Easter service. I actually have somebody on my heart right now, in my mind, in my heart, that I want to invite, in two Sundays. I only have one. Be honest with you. It's one person. The Lord's laid on my heart. I don't have like 10 people or 20 people. But I do have somebody. That God has impressed me to ask. Who's totally. I have no idea what their faith journey is. I have no idea what their background is. It's actually a person I went to high school with. And it was somebody who. Uh, actually um, recently we're building a home right now. And they were building. They work at the company. 84 Lumber. That built the joists for our for our home. And they sent me a message on Facebook. And said, hey, are you, uh, you know, I saw these, I was building and I saw that your name on the, on the joy set, there's only like one or like two honuses in the area. So he reached out to me. So I felt like that was like, God's like, okay, you need to invite, you need to invite. So I want to encourage you guys to, you know, whether you give a card, okay. Or whether you just reach out to somebody to invite someone, um, in two Sundays or Easter service, um, and, and really try to make it a point. If it's one person, that's awesome. All right, if you try to do that, that would be great. It's not for our own glory or for, you know, attendance or anything like that. It's because we want souls in the kingdom of, of God. We want people to know the Lord and know his love and know his faithfulness, know the goodness that you and I know, amen, right? We want to. We want people to know that. So I uh, encourage you guys to do that and, and really pray um, that God would give you those people. So really super thankful that uh, Pastor Curtis asked me to share this morning. Um, in this series, um, it is, it's always a privilege to be able to share God's word, and so we've been in this series um, that we want to continue on how to live through a bad day, and um, I'm, I, I am really thankful that um, it is the greatest, what I believe to be the greatest day of the year is Resurrection Sunday. It's the greatest day of the year. It's the day that God gave his son to us, right, to literally seal death in the grave with his life. That's something to be excited about. That's something to be happy about, right? So we need to we need to really ground ourselves in that truth that the greatest day of the year from the greatest person who ever lived—that's the day that we get to celebrate. Every Sunday is awesome, but there's just something about Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, that we get to uh, to celebrate together in two weeks, and and so I'm I'm pumped for that, um, and and I'm thankful I'm thankful for that day. But but how many people know that? Um, for those who even come, even the visitors that come and give their lives to the Lord, I'm believing for that. I don't know about you, but I'm believing people are going to come and say, okay, yes, God, here you go. How many people know that even when you invite the Lord into your life, even when you ask Jesus to come into your life, life is still hard. Life is still tough. Life still comes with problems, decisions, choices, heartaches, pain, on and on and on and on, right? Go ahead and fill in the blanks, okay? It doesn't mean it's a pain-free life, we know that. We're not promised a pain-free life just because we ask Jesus in our life and we thank you that he seals eternity for us and and he gives us this eternal, unconditional love every day, but life still happens, right? Life still happens and we still have tough times and there's still problems we face, right? There's still pain that we experience. And a lot of times, how how many people uh, before you came to the Lord Even now, have hard questions that you sometimes ask the Lord. You just have questions. You have questions in your life. You have questions about your future. You have questions, let's just be truthful and be honest. You have questions about his goodness. Okay? You have questions about whether he's going to come through. You have questions about why uh, uh, something happened in your life you know, and, and, uh, and, and I find a lot of times in my life, you know, we, we, you know the questions sort of begin with, with all the W's, right? We learn in school the, the who, what, where, when, but a lot of times I think the questions start with that three-letter W word, right, which is why, and so I sort of wanted to talk about that this morning as we, as we continue this series, and I kind of want us to, centra- you know, kind of centralize ourselves on that idea on learning how do we handle and trust God with really hard questions, right, in our lives. Why God? You know, how many times have you just, you know, that, that's, that's been the beginning of a question in your life for God. Why God? You know, I've heard questions like this. I've asked questions like this before to God. Who am I, right? What am I supposed to do with my life? Why did you allow this to happen in my life? Why did I lose my job? Why were they taken from me? You know, you go ahead and fill in the blank there about what your questions in life are that, that arise in your heart, that arise in your mind that you have for God. Just be honest. You know, what are those questions that you've had that continue to rise up within you? All right. I was just sharing with a brother with John. Uh, Th- this morning we were talking about some uh some tough things, right? Some just some really things. And, and and I just would bet that in our conversation there's lots of questions that are going through in your mind and my mind and just you know, we just have questions. We have things that we're if we're truthful, we're like, God, what in the world is going on in my life right now? How are you gonna help me with this? How how am I gonna deal with this? You know? And 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 it's not that we're have to be perfect, but we're just we're human. And so we ask these questions. So this morning I want to spend some time on thinking about this question, okay? And here it is. Here's the central thing. Here's, ironically, the central question that we're focusing on. How can we learn to trust God with life's toughest questions? How do we learn to trust God with life's toughest questions? And I know there's some people out there, you'd love the answer right now, but I'm not going to give you the answer right now. I'm going to tease you a little bit. And um, I don't really have the answer, but I do have some thoughts I want to share with you about that. Um, but I want to look to the word first, right? Because I think that's ultimately where our, where our answers, right, where our hope comes from is God's word, okay? And so uh, we're going to look at a passage of scripture um, that I believe the, the most difficult question was ever asked by, ironically, the most important person that ever lived, right? The most difficult question ever asked by the most important person. If you have your Bibles with me, turn to Matthew 27:46. Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, very short verse that we're going to kind of focus on for a couple minutes. It's also up here on the screen, I think, too, if you need to look there. This is near the end of Jesus's life here on earth, right? Very, very near the end, okay? Literally minutes before the end of his life that he, that he uh, looked to God and said this. He looked to God and asked this question. And, and at three o'clock, right, in the afternoon, Jesus shouted with a mighty voice, My God, my God, why have you deserted me? Why have you deserted me? Other versions say, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? I want you just to really get a picture of this right now for a second. Right? The son of God. Right? We're talking about God, right? Jesus. Literally, throwing this question out to God. Why have you given up on me? Why have you left me, essentially? Why have you abandoned me? And I, and I think what we need to do, we, we look at that, maybe you read that verse sort of flippantly, we kind of read through, you know what I mean, we kind of read, but I really want you to think about that. Like, the most powerful individual human being human being and God on earth, right? Human being slash God would ask that question of his father. Like, how, how could he do that? Why would he even think to ask God that question. Why have you abandoned me? And what I thought as I was kind of looking at this, guys, what I think is interesting, the amazing thing about these words is that when you step back and really study the passage, Jesus is not actually questioning the Father. He's not actually questioning Father. He's quoting the scriptures, right? So if you look back and you look at this, he's actually quoting Psalm 22, verse 1, right, which, is, which says, you go all the way back, it says, God, my God, why would you abandon me now? He's quoting David's original words, right? We know David, right, King David, right, of Israel was a man who went through many, many trials, right? Went through many, many hardships, lots of struggles, was on the run a lot, persecut- you know, went through, you know, sin issues, all kinds of stuff, right? And these were actually David's words that Jesus was referring back to, God, my God, why have you why would you abandon me now? Why would you forsake me now? So I think it's interesting we really have to root our minds. this might be hard right? because we want to we want to ask questions, right and we all do, and we ask questions I'm not going to skip ahead, but we ask questions for several reasons we 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 aim our questions at God, these hard, hard, tough things for several reasons, but it's important to understand this that jesus Jesus' question, it was not a cry of doubt, it was not a cry of you know you're gonna leave me, I can't, I've always known that you weren't there, right? It wasn't this cry of doubt, it was an urgent appeal to God. Imagine, I know it's kind of hard for us to imagine, but imagine being the son of God and taking on the sin of the entire world upon your shoulders. I mean, we can't even fathom that, but imagine one man, right? One man who was fully human, fully man, taking on the entire sin of the whole world, Right, that might that might be a little tough, don't you think? That might be a little hard. You might have some questions too. I know I would, right? I would feel totally deserted, and yet it's this appeal that Jesus had for the Father. It's this cry for God. You know, I'm I'm here. I'm your Son. I'm hurting. I'm, uh, you know, I'm dying. I, I'm take, I'm feeling this pressure and this weight. and and. and, and but but it wasn't a doubt. It wasn't this cry of doubt. It wasn't, God will leave me at this moment. God's going to, le- you're not here and you're never coming back and you, and, and you don't love me. and You don't care about me. It wasn't that. It was this appeal for God to hear and to see and to feel his pain, right? I really believe that. Jesus was taking on the sin of the entire world. And, and so, you know, you know maybe the question comes to your mind, um, after that moment, does, does the father actually forsake Jesus? Does the father actually forsake? How many people, I mean, no, <laughs> obviously not, right? God never has, has forsaken uh, his son. He's never forsaken us, right? And so as we look at this, Jesus was, was broken. He was hurting. He was in pain. He was in this torture we cannot even fathom. Uh, but when Jesus was taking on the sin, the entire word sin on the cross, the father literally didn't turn his back on Jesus. What did he turn his back on? On sin, he didn't turn his back on his son. He turned his back on sin. It's a real important distinction we need to understand there. So God wasn't abandoning Jesus. God wasn't leaving Jesus, but He could not bear to look upon the sin of the entire world. It's I mean I can't even imagine what that would would be like. He couldn't. He couldn't even look at it. And um, like I said, even though I don't I don't think any of us have quite literally hung on a cross yet in life. I don't. I know I haven't. Um, and I can't imagine what that would be like, how torturous that would be like. Uh, but, but we have felt those questions as intense as maybe you felt before, where, whether you've walked through an incredibly painful betrayal of some kind in your life, whether it's been a relationship or you've walked through some kind of trauma in your life, some kind of abuse in your life. Right? Somebody turned their back on you, or or there was something taken from you, or you felt like something was done to you, or or you were you were you did something to someone else, and you know these questions start forming in your life, and we all have those. And so what I found in in, um, and I wrote these things uh, if you if you're taking notes, just just some reasons I think why do we ask tough questions? Where do they come from? What what are some of the premises? And I found that this, there's, there's kind of three basic things that I think, you know, questions come from that we, that we base questions on. And, and the first thing is our feelings, right? How many people know when, you know, you walk through something tough, immediately what? Your heart responds, right? Your emotions are triggered, right? Your feelings are triggered. And, uh, it, you know, you feel, we, we, we just feel the, the slightest bit of pain, in something, the slightest bit of discomfort, and we start asking questions, you know, what's going on, you know, I mean, even this morning, like, we're getting ready for church, and I'll just be honest with you, um, you know, our kids decided to take uh, this morning, Sunday morning, to have the worst attitudes in the world, and to be the grumpiest people in the world, and we're like, you know, I don't like, iron. like, oh God, why, you know, of all mornings, you know, my our five-year-old wakes up in this funk, you know, and, and whatever, and you're, you know, Addy doesn't want to wear her clothes and all this stuff, and it's just like, ah, uh, you know, what's? It's just the slightest bit of discomfort, right? The slightest bit of pain we feel, and our feelings react, right? And we start asking these questions, you know. So there's feelings. There's also, I find that we base questions on on lies, right? I mean, you know, let's let's think about you know intellectual, right? Intellectual tricks and intellectual things, lies. Uh, like I mentioned, trauma. That we have, right? Past things that you've gone through, abuse. And, and also we ask questions sometimes. We question the Lord. Uh, the enemy tries to get us to do that, right? Satan is a deceiver, right? He's called what in the scripture? The father of lies, right? So it's not like he's an amateur at this. He knows what he's doing, right? So a lot of times we buy into lies, which what? Which trigger questions, So we've got our feelings that trigger questions. We've got lies that we believe in life that can trigger questions. But I also believe that we can ask questions and we can honestly look to God and say, what in the world is going on right now based on the reality of what's happening, based on the truth? And that's what Jesus was doing. If you look here in the scripture, right? Hanging on a cross, right? He was taking on what was actually happening. He was taking on the sin of the entire world, God, it feels like you're forsaking me. Are you really forsaking me? I'm hurting, right? And and look at Psalm 22, David, okay? David's on the run. He's going through trial. He's going through people wanting to kill him. <laughs> Has anybody, I mean, you've ever felt like somebody's wanted to kill you, okay? There's a lot of questions that come with that, right? You're like, whoa, what's going on right now? I can't believe this is happening, okay? And so Jesus's question was based on the reality of what was happening, Right? the intensity of the weight that he was carrying. So again, how do we learn to trust God with life's toughest questions, okay? And I'm here to tell you this morning, I don't have a good answer for you at all. I only have what I feel like I've walked through in life and some of the things I've tried to learn. I don't have um, a really good answer for you, but what I do have and what is the, the ultimate answer for us is is ultimately right in here, okay? It's, it's God's word. So here's a couple, here's a few ways that, I, that I've learned. Um, just a few things to think about with with hard questions. When a, when a question comes up in your life and you find yourself projecting it at God and saying, where in the world are you? What in the world are you doing? Why is this happening to me right now? I mean, again, fill in the blank, okay? Number one, it's this. I think this is the most ultimately the most important thing. It's okay to ask God questions, okay? Can we all just give ourselves permissions right now to ask questions, okay? What did they tell you in school? There's no, did they ever say this in school? There, there's no dumb question. There's no, you can't ask a dumb question. Okay, maybe you can't can ask a dumb question. All right, I know I've asked some dumb questions. Just talk to my wife. Um, she, she'll, she'll tell you. Um, but you know, it's okay to ask God questions. Okay, give yourself permission right now. It's okay to say, God, I don't know what's going on. What are you doing right now? Guess what? God's not offended. The father is not offended that you would question his motives, that you would question what he's doing in your life. Okay, he's bigger than that, believe it or not. It's okay to ask questions, even the hard ones, right? The Bible even tells us, if you look in the word, that no question is too hard for God. Jeremiah 32, 27 says this, I am the Lord. The God of all mankind, is anything too hard for me? Right, it says it right there, and and I and I think it's funny. Ironically, he answers that with a question. <laughs> I mean, right? Is anything too hard for me? We're asking all the no. I'm God, right? There's nothing. There's no question, right? That we have for him. There's no uh, a, a thought, okay? That we would you know that we would give to him. That we would you know. Be pr- present to him or, or confront him with that, that would offend him or that would, that would hurt him in some way. I think sometimes we're like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, I can't tell him this or I can't, I can't ask him this because he's God. No, 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 no. Guess what? He loves you more than any other person on this world loves you. He knows you greater than any other person, right? He loves you unconditionally, unconditionally. And so no question is too hard for him. And so here's what it really comes down to. And I think we struggle with this, right? You know, we struggle with this in our humanity. We struggle with this in the church. We struggle with this in in our families, right? But it's honesty. I believe that God is calling us to be honest. God wants you to be honest because when we start being honest with him about the deepest, most hurtful, painful questions we have, even if they're doubts, we can start doing that, guess what, with each other we can start doing that. We can start forming these relationships with each other where we trust another person with our junk. Right? right. We, we trust another person with our story. We trust, look, John, I'm really struggling. And I even shared this morning, we had a conversation. I'm struggling with some things right now. There's some things right now we're in the season of moving. I'm struggling with, right? The other, the other day I was sharing with my wife. I'm just struggling right now. We're in the season and And things are feeling tight, things are starting to feel tight in the house, and we're kinda our kids are kinda out of the routine and they struggle sometimes. And I'm getting to the place where I'm like ready to be done. (laughs) I'm ready to be out of this house. I love your family, but bye. You know, you're like, okay, I'm ready to be out of here, you know? I mean let's just be let's just be real And, and, and I just don't, you know, I don't know what's going on. But let's be honest with God, let's, let's try to, to just really lay it out on the table. If you've never done that before in your life, would you, I just wanna encourage you, just starting today, to lay it all out before him. He won't be offended. He loves you unconditionally. He loves us unconditionally. Real relationships in life don't go without questions and doubt at times, right? I mean, think about it. Your relationship with your spouse, <laughs> your relationship with your family, with your kids, with your parents, with your, you know, just your friends. And, and the same is true about a relationship with the Lord, that there are questions, there are hard, there are doubts, there are things that are tough. So again, the first one is don't forget that it's okay to ask God questions. Secondly, don't become, and I, and, and I just really, this is, this is a tough one for me. Don't become obsessed with the questions. Okay. Don't become obsessed with the questions. Um, This is a real minor example, and it probably won't make any difference, but it just, for me, it's a real example. So um, like two years ago, a couple years ago, I had a surgery done. I had a procedure done, and my wife knows all about this. She lived all through this, and I lived all through it. you know, and I had this procedure done, right, where I had a, uh, it's called a septoplasty, Okay, where you get your nose? Not a rhinoplasty, right? I didn't have like this Pinocchio nose. I was like, oh, it looks too big, you know, and I want to get a fix and all. No, no, I'm not that. I'm not vain like that. Just really, honestly, I had uh, I, unknowingly some real breathing issues, and um, and I would snore. Amen? All right, husbands? Oh, uh, yeah, there's some husbands. That, uh-huh, yeah, maybe you need a septoplasty. Okay, um, so I would snore real bad, and I would literally wake up in the middle of the night, and I found myself on, you know, this happening several times, where I'd literally wake up on the edge of, like, like suffocating. Like, I couldn't breathe. Like, I would wake up and be like, you know, like, out of, you know, and, like, on the edge of, like, sleep apnea, okay, and, and all sorts of other things, like allergy issues and whatever, and so he looked in there one time and said, I think you really could use benefit from this, this surgery, you know, and between allergies and, and your, your septum being deviated and all this stuff, just look it up, it's crazy, and so thankfully, thankfully, underline, right, the Lord allowed us to have this done, okay, and, you know, gave us the provision for us doing this, we were able to get it done, and, um, and everything worked great, it was awesome, and almost immediately i started feeling relief and feeling better and and then it's so funny along the way probably a month or so or 2 months or you know whatever it was i started like literally questioning like was this really worth it like things just don't seem normal things just don't seem right and i'm just not you know there's there's like i am not sure if i you know breathing co- completely balanced and all this other stuff and it's just I, I'm not, I'm not really sure. But, but the truth was, it was good because guess what? I don't wake up anymore having to like, su- feeling like I'm not going to b- breathe. Okay. I don't wake up anymore like that. Ask my wife. I don't snore anymore. Thank God. <laughs> she can actually sleep <laughs> through the night, you know, cause I'm not snoring. Right. And, and it actually, everything has worked out great, but, but isn't it something like that? Right. That y- you start feeling these questions come up because certain things aren't the way they used to be. Right. That we start thinking, okay, is everything really Okay. And, and I'll be honest with you guys, that's a real minor example, but for the last two years, not not constantly, but questions would always sort of come up, like, was this really worth it? Did I really, did, should I have had this done? And it's like, why would you ask yourself that? But the same thing can happen in our, in our relationship with God. I mean, imagine, think about it. God, why did this, we can hold on to pain. We can hold on to struggle. We can hold on to things we used to love. For, for years, questioning God, wh- whatever happened to that person? Or, or, or I really love, love this job, but why was it taken? We can live with regret for years and questions that, that, we, that we don't release to God because his goodness, is, his plan is perfect for us, right? And, and take a, a small minor example like that and, and realize that nothing will ever be perfect in your life. Okay? Nothing will you will never have all the answers to some of your questions in life. And and I just want to some of us are real type A people, okay, right here, okay? And we've got to have all our ducks in a row, okay? And we've got to know like the beginning to the end. But here's the deal, guys, it's okay to live with a certain amount of mystery in your relationship with God. He will not give you all the answers to life's toughest questions sometimes. It's just the reality, it's just the truth. I don't have all the answers to the whys in my life or to the what's or to the where's or when's or hows or whatever. You know what I mean? But I have to I have to trust him. And we and we won't have all the answers, you know, even in this lifetime, but it doesn't even matter, right? Because he's good no matter what, and his plan is always perfect. He works out everything, the Bible says, for our good. He works out everything. All things work together for his for his good, right? For his glory. Okay? So again. Don't become obsessed. It's so easy to become obsessed with questions. And I'm not dismissing your questions, right? But don't become obsessed with them because literally questions have led people away from Jesus. I mean, I don't know how many people in here, maybe maybe that's your story, right? At a certain point in your life, a question led you away from the Lord. Or you allowed a question to say, nah, I'm not sure you're that good, God, or I'm not sure you can do this, or I don't know if it's worth it, I'm see ya, I'm out. You know what I mean, I can't, I, I'm not gonna do this. So don't become obsessed with questions, okay? And the last one, something I tried, tried to learn here, is to trust God when he gives you an answer. Trust God with the answers. Trust him with the answers. Again, we'll never know the answers to every question, but we can know God's nature. I really want you guys to hear that. Let's all really receive that, that we can trust God's nature, and god's nature if you if you're not sure, let me just remind i'll remind myself first, but God's nature is found in here, it's found in his word and it, and if you're not familiar with God's nature, you know when i'm not when I'm questioning God, right, when I'm questioning the Holy Spirit, I'm questioning something happening in my life, okay? it's right here i I know I haven't been spending time in here, right. And I haven't been spending the time in his word to really get to know his nature. And so I I just, I really, you know, I, I wrote this down in my notes. To know God's nature, who he is, right? That's important. Who he is protects me from questioning his motives. To know God's nature and who he is protects me from questioning his motives. It doesn't mean I can't ask questions, but it just means that I won't be obsessed my questions I won't allow questions to lead me away and to diminish my faith diminish my trust in God i'm not going to allow that I'm not going to let a question make me question literally make me question god 's goodness right and so I wanted to um, I wanted to share a clip with you guys I don't know if we have do we have it or not do we have it? okay and, and i'm not sure if I 'm going to play the whole thing or not here um, but I wanted to uh, share a, just a video with you guys real quickly and um so i'm gonna i'm gonna let somebody i i, I want as I was kind of crafting this um I found this this small clip of a of a of a pastor who I highly respect from um church in California Bethel Church in California who had some really good perspective really on on this and um trusting your personal history with God, and so I don't know how many people you can look back and say you know, here's different markers in my life where God, I I can look at and say, God was faithful in this season. God did this and this is how he did this. So I don't know if we have that, if we just want to play that and then um, then we're going to come right back and and close. So trust God with the answers. Just give me a thumbs up if you have it. If not, don't worry about it. Give me a thumbs down. (laughs) So what I think we need to do is in addition to realizing that um it's okay to ask questions right It's okay to ask questions we can't become obsessed with the questions, but we've got to trust God with the answers is we've got to develop this this history with God as we as we learn his nature right as we look in his word and we see that God is faithful and and we can point to times where he's spoken to us through his word right that's what developing your your personal history with God is is looking through the scripture, is looking through um, his word, right, his nature, and realizing that God is, uh, God is speaking. And the reality here is this. Here's the whole point is I'm not merely seeking God for answers. When I have questions, okay, I'm not merely seeking him for the answer. I'm seeking him for his voice, okay? I want him to speak to me. That's what I really want. That's what I really want to encourage you guys to do um, is to seek God not just for the answer but for, for his voice, so are we good or now or I thought I'd let him help me preach this morning. That's all right with you guys. But that's a good word, isn't it? It's a really good word. And that's really, you know, as I was just kind of, you know, writing and working through this message and just thinking about it, it just really comes down to that, you know, that the reality is that you and I are going to walk through really difficult seasons in life. Maybe you're walking through a real difficult season right now. And and you have walked through difficult seasons, and you will walk through difficult seasons. And, and it's so natural, isn't it, for us to just want to know, how do I make it through this? What is the answer? How do I get through the, the pain? And yet, what we should be doing as sons and daughters is saying, God, I just want you to speak. I want, I want to hear your voice. I want to know what, what you're saying in this season right now. My wife reminded me the other day of, you know, the season that we're walking through right now, which is an incredibly blessed season, incredibly blessed. I mean, we're like, our socks are blowing off our feet. We're so blessed. Okay. But like, Hey, there's times that are really uncomfortable and there's times that we're frustrated and we're like, okay, we're ready to move on. But I really believe what she shared with me, she said, God, look, he's not going to release you necessarily from a season until you can learn what God is trying to teach you in that season. And so as you have your questions, remember that as you're sending them God's way, you're putting them in the envelope, you're sending them whatever, sending them the email or whatever you're doing, God, what's going on here, right? What's going on here? That you also say, God, speak to me. Speak to me, I wanna hear your voice. I wanna know what's, what your heart is. And so what is it that we're really seeking this morning? what is it that we're really seeking this morning? Sometimes we can get so caught up in the questions and the answers that we fail to seek the one who who knows all things. Who knows all things. So I just want to invite, if I just invite the prayer team, if you guys, members of the prayer team, if you don't mind coming up and and being ready to, uh, to pray, uh, can we all stand together? I feel like the Lord really wants to I must want to use the word deliver and yet I don't want that word to I don't want that word to offend anyone or, or or think that there's like some spirit or something in you or in me but I really do I really feel like the Lord wants to bring out and deliver um, and, and, and set some people free from questions whether they're in here or whether they're in your heart, or whether they're about God's goodness, or, or even in times, whether it's right now in this season of your life, or times that you're gonna walk through in the future, because there will be, all of us, where we, where we question what's going on, but not only that, we question his goodness and what he's doing. And that's not, that's not where we wanna be. I wanna be in a place where I trust his faithfulness, his mercies, what do we, what are we, re, we, we were saying this morning? His mercies are new over and over. His faithfulness is new over and over. And I want to learn to trust God's nature. I want to learn to trust His voice, even when there's so many questions swirling around in my mind, in my heart, that, that either come from my feelings, that come from my, my, my intellect, that come from lies. I want to learn to trust this, to trust His nature, because it's found here. It's found here so I just I want to pray and I want to ask um, that you would close your eyes with me I want to invite you if you are just struggling right now we're going to worship with the worship team our prayer team is up here they would love to pray with you we would love to pray with you I'm sure Pastor Curtis is around somewhere he'd love to pray with you um, we just want to let this time be an open invite okay for you to come and just say God here it is here's my questions but God I want to hear you I need to hear you, Father. And so right now Lord, we just appeal to you, Lord, as your son did on the cross with our questions, God. with the things that we're frustrated about, the things that we're worried about, God, the things that we're not sure about, how uh, where, where the answer is going to come from, whether those things are financial, Father. whether those things are emotional, Lord needs and questions, or whether it's about our family, our future, how we're going to make that payment or how we're going to speak to that relative, how we're going to even invite someone to an Easter service. God, whatever the question is, God, help us to know that you know all things, God, that you give us your word. You give us the truth, God. You give us your peace, even through the times when we don't know what's going on. Father, we can trust your nature, God. So help us, Lord, in this room, to begin to trust your nature. If you need prayer right now, I just want to invite you guys right now, just go ahead and come right on up. And just we're going to spend some time here. We're not rushed in any way. There's no hurry. Cuz we want to settle this before the Lord. This is your chance and opportunity to settle it before God. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart. Here's my questions. Here's my Here's my fear. Here's my worry right now, God. God, help me to know your heart. Help me to surrender the questions to you. Help me to trust your nature. To seek your voice for my life. Father, we come to you right now, Lord. With our requests, we come to you right now with our faith and our hearts, God. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. You're invited, just come forward when you need to. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that message, learning to trust God with life's toughest questions. It was a lot of fun to share, and I uh, just felt like the, the Lord really moved through that particular message, um, I know, within our own, within our own uh, church family. And I'm praying that he does the same with you. Go check out our website, pflhome.com, for all kinds of great resources on there. I hope it'll be an encouragement to you, and we'll see you next week on Pure Gold. Thanks for listening to Pure Gold, our weekly podcast from Purity for Life. Don't forget to visit our website for additional content, including our entire podcast archive, articles, links, and videos to help encourage you on your journey for sexual purity. All this and more can be found at pflhome.com. Also, follow us on social media through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We would love to hear from you.